Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hey everyone, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Will. I'm Brian. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from Feywild freestyles to hacking hags. And today, we're covering flesh golems and helmed horrors. That's right. Hey Brian. Hey Will. We're getting uh, we're getting close to the end of the spooky times. We're I'm not quite scared. there yet. I'm but... scared because it's the spooky times. I'm scared because they're like almost over already. Even though it's still September when we're recording this. This is true. Our next recording will be like November Halloween episode, November stuff. Yes. And I'll be like in the middle we'll of be my in the middle of yeah. It's and true, people it's will true. be listening to it ready for yeah, turkey in it's America. True, it's true. Yeah. yeah. In Canada too, I think. When is Canadian Thanksgiving? I don't know when Canadian Thanksgiving hey, Google. is. Google. Oh, you have my phone. Yeah. I think okay. I'm doing a Friendsgiving this year. And, oh, that's uh, fun. Yeah, I'm very excited for it. I but love anyways, It's not, it's a spooky times, Brian. Spooky, spooky times. times. It's spooky um, as fuck in here right now. So today we are talking about two artificially created spooky monsters. Mm. And unlike most monsters we do for October Spook Fest episodes, these guys are not inherently evil or malevolent uh, beings. They're just spooky as fuck. Yeah, they're they're creepy and gross looking and scary looking. Yeah, and uh, they have like the helmed horror sounds inherently scary, but he's actually not that scary. The word horror is literally in, in the, name. the name. Yeah, yeah. I, we'll get into it. You'll see. Yeah. So though they are often uh, both these things, it is truly through no fault of their own. So they are commonly evil and malevolent, but it's not inherent to like who they are. Okay. Does that it's, make sense? Are they being controlled? They're artificially created constructs. Yes. So they are being like manipulated yeah. by their creator. They're programmed, if you will. They're programmed. Yeah. They're butt machines they are in butt a machines. whole world. They're not butt machines. That'd be weird. They're not butt machines. <laughs> okay. But what would a butt machine do? Would it make butts? I don't want to talk it? about it. Okay. Either way, both of today's monsters are classic vestiges of terror and fear, useful to any dungeon master looking to give their dungeon or campaign a horror spin, and both with origins in classic literature. Ooh. So let's get started with The Helmed Horror. Okay. 
So Helm Tours are also known as uh, Shadow Guards, and they resemble animated suits of armor between 5 feet and 7 feet tall, often found as guardians. These automatons usually appear as warriors completely clad in plate mail and often armed with a with both a greatsword and crossbows. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes the armor appears old, other times it is shiny and well-kept, but a horror is merely animated empty armor linked by magical forces and infused with elemental spirits. Though the armor itself is entirely empty, magical red light flares through the joints and visor, giving horrors a malevolent and angry look. Okay. To add to their fear-inducing appearance, helmed horrors have the ability to hover slash fly. Oh, that's scary. I didn't know that part. Yeah, yeah, me neither until I uh, did my research. Oh. Because <laughs> uh, I just, you know, picture them, like, you know, walking towards you. Oh, but yeah, I know these things can literally hover. They're a big suit of armor, so they're right. going to make cool noises when they, when they walk clink around. around. But yeah. hovering makes them sneaky. It does. Uh, making them appear as supernatural undead as they fly. Uh, despite their appearance as phantoms or ghosts within armor, helmed horrors are not undead or summoned creatures and cannot be turned. The process of creating a helmed horror results in silent, intelligent guardians capable of independent reasoning. So they're very smart. Okay. This is immediately, I looked up the photo and I'm recalling uh, <laughs> a combat in yeah. which uh, we fought one mm-hmm. of these guys. Um, yeah, I used this one in uh, the Halloween Adventure. The Dredgen to Shadowmire Keep, which yep. you can find on our Patreon, which mm-hmm. is a like two shot. I don't know. It's a, yeah, it's a two shot. It was it's like six hours two, worth of adventure. It, was it two? I thought it was two. Six hours. I thought it was longer than that. No, I think it's the six two, hours, four hours total. It might be edited down. It might be edited down. To, it's six but, to eight hours. Yeah, it's yeah. it's up there. But in, it's in honestly, to this day, my favorite thing we've ever it done. It is scary. So uh, well done. Like uh, like thread of adventure and story. All the characters are evil. Yeah. They're pitted together to fight other evil. Yeah. It, it was really, really good. Yeah. We fight one of these things. Yeah. It was a fiasco. It was a fiasco. I think Freeland... It was our Super Quest Saga squad that did this campaign. I yeah. think Freeland almost died in this fight. Freeland almost died like five times. Yeah. <laughs> and then... And then stuff happens. And then stuff. It, there's payoff. And then... Like, the story unfolded itself. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. Yeah. Um, definitely go check it out. I will yeah. probably put it up publicly again during this Halloween times. Right. Okay. Um, Back to Helmed Horrors. Back to the Helmed Horrors. So the process of creating Helmed Horrors is not something clearly spelled out. And what is spelled out is there's a freaking... People are texting you. Oh. And what is spelled out is inconsistent across editions of source books. Most sources claim that the process itself is secret only is a secret only known to very powerful spellcasters and that there are dread bargains involved that only evil souls would ever be willing to pay. Dread bargains. Mm-hmm. That's way more that's way more scary than normal bargains, dude. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Despite the secrecy, some prerequisites have been spelled out. Some sources say a powerful spellcaster with knowledge of both construct creation and arms and armor creation is needed, along with a special workroom. Others say it is known to require a priest of at least seventh level, some assistance from a wizard, and a physical non-magical set of armor of any sort. This is like talking to um, spellcasters across the land that yeah. have like bits and pieces of how to do this. Mm-hmm. They're like, all right, dude. So when I did it, I had to fucking revert my entire dungeon, one room in my dungeon to just <laughs> dedicated. I had to learn to make armor. Yeah. I had to fucking call in a priest, which I usually only do to get rid of things. <laughs> I had this guy called one in to bring with something. In. It was, bro. I like this. hilarious. Yeah. Oh, man. So, the creator of a horror instills in it a set of orders or commands that govern its freedom, behavior, and limitations. These vary considerably from horror to horror, but the orders of a specific horror cannot be changed once given. Dangerous loopholes in a horror's orders may bring its loyalty into serious jeopardy, thus instilling orders in a horror 
is an incredibly delicate task. Sound like a tongue twister to me over there. Because I keep saying horror. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, horror. 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 Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's almost over. Proceeding its orders and awakening, uh, a horror can be made immune to the effects of three specific spells when created. So, typ- okay, cool. Typically high damage. Fireball. <laughs> typically high damage, even common spells are chosen, such as fireball, <laughs> heat metal, and lightning bolt. Oh, you're going to piss off your spellcaster. Uh, I immediately I cast fireball. Oh, Immune. Sweet. Yeah. Okay, what does that look like? Uh, Kamui, like uh, Naruto, Kakashi's ability, um, uh, where it like vortexes and like sucks up the magic. That's exactly how I was picturing it. Yes. Yeah. Um, the spells must be named by the creator, cannot be changed thereafter. This is before they're even done. He's writing the contract. Fireball. <laughs> Let's see what else though. <laughs> the other two are essentially random. Yeah, yeah. Magic missile. That would be a cool one. To, like your magic missile is not supposed to miss in ever. In this case, and this misses. one it gets sucked. Like no, like what's happening? Okay. <laughs> though it make though it takes more magical resources to create a helmed horror than a lesser suit of animated armor. The helmed horror requires less direction and maintenance as it carries out its appointed tasks. A helmed horror follows his order with a, with complete loyalty and is intelligent enough to understand the difference between uh, an order's intent and, and its exact wording. Unlike many constructs, it seeks to fulfill the former rather than slavishly follow the later. Created to have such an iron-strong loyalty, helmed horrors are seldom self-willed wanderers. Instead, they serve as guardians uh, long after the deaths of their creators or masters, tirelessly manning posts of crumbling ruins, to, uh, tombs, tomes, Tomes? Tombs. Tombs and Forgotten Tunnels. I can never. I always switch them. Tombs and Tomes. Tombs and Tomes, man. It's tricky. I know. Some have been known to avenge a slain creator following orders instilled in them. Some revenant horrors traveled thousands of miles to fulfill their duty. In some cases, however, the orders of a horror allow autonomy in the absence of commands or are simply silent on the subject of a horror's freedom. If not specifically commanded to cease existence at the death or or behest of their creator, horrors will continue operating until destroyed. I mean, why would you actually do that unless you had like a secret to guard? You don't want something yeah, floating around? Yeah, like, like if, in order to like self-annihilate, like you would have to want to self-annihilate, which that opens up a whole other can of worms of this poor helmed horror's life. Well, didn't you say that the uh, the maker, the creator could instruct it? Oh, like, okay, I understand what you're saying. Like, why would they be instructed to? I was like, well, why would they do it if they weren't instructed to? That's how I was. No, yeah, you're it. right. Yeah. That's true. But like when the pact is made and they do yeah. the handshake at yeah. the end and he's like, we die together, brother. And yeah. Like, you know, that's yeah. probably, that's, Maybe. Yeah, sure, that. Uh, but or not. So you could run into one of these. The Helen and... Warriors can't speak, so I don't know about it knowing a secret. Well, the thing is, what I'm trying to get at is, like, when you stumble across ancient ruins and the traps mm. still work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so if you walk into a spellcaster's, a long-dead spellcaster's lair, and this thing is here, mm-hmm. it implies that there's something worth guarding. Yeah. Or could. I mean, it, it could also just be like, I forgot to turn off my scary so. boy. <laughs> My scary boy, yeah. And now he wanders the yeah, he wanders all, killing, yeah, killing things. Killing whatever free. moves within them. Yeah, exactly. This place has been rat-free the day I made him. It's been rat-free. That's amazing. I actually need those. <laughs> I had to tell him to stop. No, kick, pick them no, up. No, but you can't. Need... Once you give him the orders, it's done. You can't change the orders. I should have built. I had to tear him down. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't have to make the armor again. Yeah. Or did you? Or did Would you? it, like, disintegrate when you blow him up? Does he, like, evaporate? You know, I didn't read. It didn't say, so. Okay. Um... A helm horror fights with the cunning of a skilled warrior. Nice. Uh, 
<laughs> taking to the air as it attacks weaker characters. Remember, they can fly. And right. Spellcasters first. However, a Helmed Horror lacks the insight to change its environment, fortify, or otherwise take active measures to improve its defensive position. Okay. So horrors can see invisible objects uh, and creatures up to 120 feet away and have infravision uh, effective to the same range. The senses of a horror permeate from its entire form and not from the eyes, excuse me, ears, etc. Okay. Thus, a dehelmed horror can fight on unlike a beheaded living creature. So, does that make sense to you? Yeah, you, what you I mean? can you can kick it like in the it head. Can see, it can see out bunch. its chest. Yeah, it, it sees from its ghostly insides. Yeah, exactly. Where you would normally see like chain mail under the plate or like whatever the skin, yeah. tunic, what have you. Yeah, sure. There is a, a permeating aura that is all sensory. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Some shit you like got that. it. You Did got you hear it. the words I said? Did they make sense? Yeah. Leave a comment below. <laughs> the <laughs> But portions of horror's body that are separated from the main suit of armor cease to move and cannot fight. So, like, even though, like, by cutting off the head, it can still see. If you cut off the arm, the arm is dead. Yeah, like, it can't, um, it can see out of its arm, but it can't swing its dead arm. I think the idea is, like... Well, it can swing out of, like, the part you cut. Like, the shoulder would be exposed there. It could still, like, sense out of that. Yeah, exactly. But the arm can't still swing. Or it's sense. been disembodied. Exactly. Right, okay. Mm -hmm. um, if brought back into contact, though, uh, with the horror, the lost ligament will reattach itself. Oh, my God. The fucking spellcaster takes the help action and puts its arm back on. Yeah, there you go. White. <laughs> Horrors do not sleep, eat, or speak, and cannot feel pain. They are ideal guardians for their loyalty is total and devoid of ambition or emotion. If commanded by a being uh, possessing telepathy, they can communicate, and a garrison of horrors can be coordinated into a well-organized fighting band. That's cool. That's scary. A bunch of scarecrows, because last episode was scarecrows, mm -hmm. and then this guy mm -hmm. is like, scarecrow is like challenge rating one, this guy, pretty much. Uh, yeah, Scare sure. him way Dude, back. Wait, it can't fly, but yeah. Right, well, we're scaling way yeah. back. It's doing the inherent thing is the same, which is right. a spellcaster made him to fight bad, fight people that are good. No, to fight adventuring uh, parties. Yeah, to, to protect their territory. That's what it's about: protecting it, the territory. If they're not trying to fight adventuring parties, do uh -huh. they really exist? There we go. There's the question. Tell yeah. me about the stabok, Brian. I will. <laughs> okay. Helmed horror, medium construct, neutral, armor class twenty, plate and shield. Damn. So drop the shield. It's 18. So that's the work for monsters? Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, so cut that arm off, damn it. That's a hard thing. Cutting yeah. arms off in D&D. &D. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you got to say that you want to do that. Yeah, and you got to mechanically figure it out. You got to mechanically figure it out. Yeah. Uh, HP is 60? Which seems low. High AC. Yeah. Uh, speed is 30 feet with a fly speed of 30 feet. And they can fly. And they can fly. That's pretty troublesome. They throw that sword. You could throw a sword. You could throw a sword. You could throw anything. Yeah, that's true. Anything you can pick up, you could throw it. For the most part. Pretty much. Unless it's too heavy. Sand? Um, yeah, you could throw sand. You could throw sand, yeah. Not all of it, usually. Some of it slips, falls to the ground. I mean, what is what is a slip but a bad throw? <laughs> Falling with style. I there don't know. I go. just pictured, vividly pictured Buzz Lightyear and Woody. Yeah. All right. Uh, Tell me more okay, about the hell so door, please. The strength is 18. The dex is 13. The con is 16. Intelligence is 10. The wisdom is 10. The charisma is 10. So very good. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Well-rounded individual. Well-rounded or better. So, so strong. <laughs> very strong. Coming from the sky. What's the challenge rating on this thing? How much thing? does this thing weigh? Uh, the challenge rating is four. Okay. It's uh, pretty hefty. You could uh, mob it up. 
Well, at the high levels, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, a little army of these guys. So skills, uh, perception plus four. Damage resistances, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks not made with adamantine weapons. Specifically adamantine yep. weapons. And mantine. Adamantine. Damage immunities. Force. It's immune to force damage? Like Apparently, Eldritch Blast? I guess so. So you fucking neutralize the warlock. Yep. Uh, necrotic and poison. Yeah. Uh, wow. Okay. Oh, well, necrotic makes sense, but force? That's fucking strong. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, conditioned immunities are blinded, charmed, deafened, frightened, paralyzed, petrified, poisoned, and stunned. I don't even think I know of... Oh, of course I know what petrified is. It's like when you get turned to stone. Yep. Okay. Can't turn the shit to stone. Uh, let's see. Senses are blind sight 60 feet, which is... Uh, it's blind beyond the 60 feet, though. Oh, yeah. well, that's normal. Okay, sure. <laughs> For some reason, I read way into that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, its passive perception is 14. Its languages is understands the languages of its creator, but can't speak. And as we already mentioned, the challenge rating is four. It's got magic resistance. The helmed horror has advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects. That's cool. Mm -hmm. uh, spell immunity. The helmed horror is immune to three spells chosen by its creator. Uh, typical immunities include fireball, heat metal, and lightning bolt. Yep. That's those are three great choices here. Exactly. Uh, this thing is a defensive monster because like, light, lightning bolt is essentially a sub for fireball. Like, yeah, basically. You know. But the, I think the, one of the points of the Helm Tor is like it's figure out how to fucking hurt it because it's really difficult to figure that out. Yeah. So like, would one would a good candidate be like, can you hold person this thing? It's not a person. Right. So, so hold monster. What is uh, that? Other it's a construct. One? So I'm not sure if that works. But yeah. Maybe. Uh, so maybe these three are some of the best yeah. options. Uh, let's see. Actions are multi attack. The helm tour makes two long sword attacks, and the long sword is a melee weapon attack of plus six to hit with a reach of five feet, and one target hit is eight or one d eight plus four slashing damage or or nine or one d ten plus four slashing damage if used with two hands. So you can do eight or nine damage, depending on if you have one hand swinging or two, which means if you drop, if you double hand a long sword, you're not shielding anymore, if I don't, is that properly? Is that proper? Yeah, exactly. Like you can't shield with a double handed attack. So if no. you get rid of this thing, shield somehow, it can go for the two handed stuff, mm -hmm. or it can decide to go aggro, drop its shield, and start smacking on you if you're not hitting it yeah. for high, yeah. high AC totally, attacks. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you have some flexibility here, but this magic resistance, I think, is the is the key. Like, what it's doing to your spellcasters, like your warlock, and uh, your dude that's making... The spells that do work that are going to make this guy do saves, he's mm -hmm. going to start passing a lot of them. Yep. He's going to be able to get out of your cones and spheres by flying around. Mm -hmm. This is a fucking nightmare. Yeah, it is. It is. I was waiting for you to really realize it, and yeah. I think it's finally sinking in. This thing the is hardcore. It's horrifying. Yeah, that's the, why he's called what he is. The HP and the damage output not being super high is, like, where you're going to win your bread yeah but yeah. like there's got to be something here for you to do yeah exactly it's that. It, it is that yeah. and if you're if your bbeg knows the party then these three spells that they're picking are meaningful yeah exactly that's yeah. exactly right if they don't they're if you just as a you're standard gonna generalize it. you're gonna pick fireball yeah, exactly. and two other ones <laughs> exactly. so yeah there you go heat metal is a really good one yeah because this guy's made of metal true he's not much else he's no. metal and a ghost yeah although i don't see how heating him would hurt him he the, is metal. The ghost inside. Now the, yeah, well, I guess I guess it's the spirit inside. Like, oh, God. Yeah, because if it's going to yeah. get hurt by Slash, yeah. you know, with adamantine, 
but it can get hurt with slash. So if it get yeah. hurt with slash, it can hurt with fire yeah, or whatever or hot. Yeah, that's true. All right, I think a short rest time. My ghost hand. <laughs> Let's take a short rest. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everybody, be sure to check out Super, Super Quest, Quest Saga. Saga, a future fantasy 5th edition D&D actual play podcast homebrewed and dungeon mastered by yours truly, me, and set in space. And I play in it, along with your special guest Jake and friend of the show, Josh Freeland. You can find it on YouTube, iTunes, or anywhere else you can get your podcasts. Super Quest Saga! We're back, baby. Indeed. We're wearing SuperQuest Saga shirts like fucking fantasy bros, fantasy sci-fi bros. <laughs> I fucking love SuperQuest Saga. Go watch Me it. Too. You probably just heard an ad for it, but fuck, man, it's good. <laughs> and you can go, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, you can see, you can get all our merch right below the video there. You can kind of. link in the podcast app. In the podcast it's, it's, it's app, it's also too. there. The link yeah. is there in the description regardless. Exactly, yeah. Along with lots of other cool stuff down there. Right. Um, but yeah. Um, <laughs> you ready? I'm ready to start talking about other things. Yeah, flesh golems. Let's flesh go. golems. So there Gross are many, name. Yeah, there are many kinds of golems, 
and uh, we, will more, we will more than likely do an episode solely on uh, the different varieties of them. But today, for thematic purposes, we are focusing on one particular type, the flesh golem. Mm -hmm. Now, before we get into it, let's do a brief overview of what a golem is. Golems are magically animated constructs created by wizards and other masters of secret lore to guard important places or treasure. Much like helm tours, <clears throat> much like a helm tour, it usually uh, involves sealing in an elemental spirit. Okay. So, but instead of an animated suit of armor, golems are made from humble singular materials such as clay, flesh, bones, iron, or stone. Um, but despite the rudimentary appearance, they possess astonishing power and durability. A golem has no ambitions, needs no sustenance, feels no pain, and knows no remorse. An unstoppable juggernaut, it exists to follow its creator's orders, and it protects or attacks as that creator demands. I might be opening up a can of worms here by mm -hmm. uh, saying this, but like the, the spellcaster that's like, uh, I want to invent a new golem. Mm -hmm. And that's the can of worms. Like somebody probably, there's probably a named person in a section of fantasy that invented the golem mm -hmm. or whatever but is like looking around like what am i gonna make my golem out of well, i've got a lot of skin <laughs> got a lot of skin all oh, over oh man yeah all yeah. over the place yeah well i think you're gonna realize what a flesh golem basically is as we keep going okay so. i'm imagining it's flesh based off the title of it yeah it's let's just keep reading okay. so <clears throat> uh the construction of a golem begins with the building of its body requiring great command of a craft of sculpting, stone cutting, iron working, or in this case, surgery. Sometimes a golem's creator is the master of the art, but often the individual who desires a golem must enlist master artisans to do the work. After constructing the, constructing the body from clay, flesh, iron, or stone, the golem's creator infuses it with a spirit from the elemental plane of earth. This tiny spark of life has no memory, personality, or history. It is simply the impetus to move and obey. This process binds the spirit to the artificial body and subjects it to the will of the golem's creator. Nice. So a flesh golem is a grotesque and horrifying thing to behold. Uh, yeah. it, it is made from the ghoulish collection of stolen human body parts. Uh-huh. This grisly assortment of humanoid components is stitched and bolted and glued together into a muscled brute imbued with formidable size and strength. The average flesh golem stands a head and a half taller than most humans and weighs over 500 pounds. Its skin is a sickly green or yellow of partially decayed flesh, a flesh golem smells faintly of freshly dug earth and dead flesh. It wears whatever clothing its creator desires, usually just a ragged pair of trousers. Uh, it has no possessions and no weapons. The golem cannot speak, although it can emit a hoarse roar of sorts. It walks and moves with a stiff-jointed gait, as if it is not in complete control over its own body parts. I've never heard a hoarse roar. Just kidding. So this is Frankenstein's monster? Yes. This, this is, is Mary Shelley's. This is exactly what it is. Okay, it's Frankenstein's cool. monster. Uh, I didn't know if you had connected that before I described it. I mean, I we're off. We're fresh off of like gibbering mouthers and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so like, yeah, you were originally like a flesh amorphous Kind of. Yeah. Like I did, I did start thinking about like, okay, well, like piles of dead bodies, you know, converted into a mass with mm -hmm. magic. But like now I'm picturing the surgical sort of thing yeah. where he, the town surgeon is in on it. He is mm -hmm. getting paid. He is uh, cutting off people's limbs unnecessarily. Right. And, uh, you know, explaining to the family why and this and that. And if the person dies, he's just going to send the body over there, too. So, uh, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, there's a lot of young Frankenstein vibes mm -hmm. that could go on mm -hmm. for uh, for my game would probably do some Igor, Igor stuff. Yeah, that'd be you know, fun. That I love sort that. of thing. Yeah, some Frau Brucker. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> the great. pieces of the golem must be sewn together from the dead bodies of humanoids that have not decayed significantly. Mm -hmm. A minimum of six different bodies must be used, one for each limb, uh, for the torso with the head, and a different one for the brain. 
Um, in some cases, war bodies may be necessary to form a complete golem. No natural animal, such as a dog, will willingly track a flesh golem. I was like, that's it's gross, dude. It's just have to... too gross and scary. I'm not the one. <laughs> no, you need to get a different dog. You need to get uh, a dire dog A dire, dire, dire abilities. You, to... you need an unnatural animal for this. For okay. No natural animal will Can... ever track. Which unnatural animal, given a choice, a spread of all unnatural animals, which one would you pick to track your track your? Uh, and I have like full control and command of this animal. Yeah, I guess a hellhound. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so you can, I mean, you can feasibly summon a hellhound as yeah, a spellcaster exactly. yep. of some kind. Yeah, there yeah, we go. Yeah. Okay, there we go. So get get your hellhounds and go kill the Frankenstein. All right, sounds good. Can I call it the Frankenstein? Are people gonna get mad at me? They are. Well, Never it's Frankenstein's monster. I know. It's the I know monster. What it is. I did it right a bunch of times before this. Oh, okay. So I was wondering if I could switch over to the way everybody wants to say it. I I'll probably get in trouble. I don't know if you get in trouble, but like. They are two distinct like things. No, and, I, I know. I, yeah. and it just gets confusing. Like, which one are you talking about? Yes, it, so I know. It's easier to say the monster and Frankenstein because, you know, yeah. Anyways. I'm part of the problem. <laughs> I wasn't. Now I am. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> so its brain is capable of simple reason, though its thoughts are no more sophisticated than those of a young child. The golem's muscle tissue responds to the power of lightning, invigorating the creature with vitality and strength. Powerful enchantments protect the golem's skin, deflecting spells and all but the most potent of weapons. Its dead flesh isn't an ideal container for an elemental spirit, which sometimes howls incoherently to vent its outrage. If this, <laughs> <laughs> they just I like how they just found ways to make it like Frankenstein's monster. Because yeah, like, like, other golems aren't like this at all. <laughs> what if you got powered up by lightning attacks? <laughs> yeah. oh, if man. the spirit breaks free of its creator's will, the golem goes berserk until calmed or until its shell of flesh is destroyed or completely healed. Um, there is also a fiendish flesh golem. Uh, we're gonna we have the stat block for it today. Okay. Um, and it is a particularly big flesh golem made of stitched together body parts from devils, demons, eugolists, and other fiends. Oh shit! Uh, as these parts can come from different creatures and be combined in different ways, no two fiendish flesh golems look exactly alike. Night hags guard the secret to making such golems, rarely sharing it with anyone else. Some fiendish flesh golems have wings. However, the magic used to create these golems allows them to fly and hover even without wings. Uh, I think there are a bunch of sequels to Human Centipede now, but uh, my Ooh. my sequel to Human Centipede is you made the Human Centipede mm-hmm. and then you just it di- they died and you flesh go- <laughs> you flesh them immediately afterward. Now you have there we go a very bad Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> Indeed, you do. All right, so we got two slap stat blocks to go over. We have the regular flesh golem and then we have the fiendish one. Um, That's me. How about it? Flesh golem medium construct neutral constructs get a bunch of cool like. Negated, yeah. negating. Yeah. It's because of the game. Yeah, it's because they're not alive, but they're not undead either, so they don't have those weaknesses. Right. They have it's like something, uh, something else. Yeah. This gray exactly. area of D and D is the construct. Right. Uh, the armor class is nine. Uh, the hit points are ninety three, and the speed is thirty feet. Strength nineteen. Wow. Uh, Dex nine. Con eighteen. Wow. Intelligence six. Wisdom ten. Charisma five. Mm, Very yeah. bad charisma. Yeah. yeah. Not a lot like, of strength of will. It's a golem. Ah! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, that. That's literally Frankenstein. <laughs> I know. Uh, the young Frankenstein. Yes, I know. I Franken- know. Frankenstein. Damage immunities, uh, lightning, poison. That's cool. Lightning, damage immunity. Bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks. And not made with adamantine weapons. Uh, what does that keep cropping up all of a sudden? Because it pierces adamantine. through uh, um, magical protection. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And for undead creatures, it's silver. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's where. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay. Condition immunities can't be charmed, exhaustion, frightened, paralyzed, petrified, poisoned. Uh, senses, dark vision, 60 feet, passive perception, 10. Languages, understands the language of its creator, but can't speak. Mm-hmm. Its creator? Why wouldn't it understand the language of the brain that it had put into it? Because remember, it's the elemental spirit that... Oh, that's it, right. It's yeah. the earth elemental in there. Yeah. Uh, it's just challenge rating five. Yeah, it's and that's the weakest of the golems. I was going to say, um, helm horrors are very strong. Golems are way stronger. Oh, wow. Okay. So here we go. Berserk. Whenever the golem starts its turn with 40 hit points or fewer, roll a d6. On a six, the golem goes berserk. On each of its turns while berserk, the golem attacks the nearest creature it can see. If no creature is near enough to move and move to and attack, the golem attacks an object with preference for an object smaller than itself, like a Voss. Once the golem goes berserk, uh, it continues to do so until it is destroyed or regains all of its hit points. Oh, dang. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Uh, the golem's creator... Uh, if within 60 feet of the berserk golem can try to calm it by speaking firmly and persuasively, uh, the, go- the golem must be able no! to... No! F- Bad golem! Hey, dude, could you, like, fucking stop, man? <laughs> You're fucking up my vibes. Uh, okay, the golem's creator, if within 60 feet, I read that part. Uh, the golem must be able to hear its creator, who must take an action to make the DC 15 charisma persuasion check. If the check succeeds, the golem ceases being berserk. If it takes damage while still at 40 HP or fewer, the golem might go berserk again. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> I guess we'll um, find out. Yeah, I guess we will. Aversion to fire. If the golem takes fire damage, it has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks until the end of its next turn. Immutable form. The golem is immune to any spell or effect that would alter its form. That's fucking weird. That's a weird thing. Like, I made this guy up with, by, with stitches and shit. You can't unmake him. You can't well, no, undo no. my art. It, this says, is my art, it man. It says very much that it casts, they cast magical protections on their skin. Okay, so yeah. it's like That's why, a ward uh, we- over weapons, its body. We- normal weapons don't do normal damage. Cool, cool, yeah. cool. Okay, so lightning absorption. Uh, whenever the golem is subjected to lightning damage, it takes no damage and instead regains a number of hit points equal to the lightning damage dealt. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's some healing. Yep. Magic resistance. The golem has advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects. Magic weapons. The golem's weapon attacks are magical. Mm-hmm. So it's exuding magic. Mm-hmm. Actions. Multi-attack. The golem makes two slam attacks. Slam. Melee weapon attack, which is magical, I guess. Uh, plus seven to hit. Reach five feet. One target. The hit is going to do 13 or 2d8 plus four bludgeoning damage. So this is troublesome to let run around for a lot of turns. Oh yeah. Like, oh, it's gonna yeah. it's gonna have time on the battlefield, and yeah. over that time, if you don't do the right things and you do the wrong things, this could be a you're TPK. lose control of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, I want a team of them to go kill a blue dragon because they... it can't breathe. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> breathe on me, bro. Do it. <laughs> Magical resistance. It's like I did not think of it like that. That's yeah, dude, hilarious. this could you could send these guys <laughs> into the oh no, flesh golems. My one weakness. <laughs> my only weakness. A big, a big Frankenstein. So the 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 spellcaster makes ten flesh golems and uh-huh. goes into the desert with a, a covered wagon and summons the you know invokes the wrath of the blue dragon by mm-hmm. calling its name or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and shaking a bag of gold around. Yeah, sure. And then uh, he uncovers the wagon and, and disappears. Yeah, and there we go. See, see how it plays out. Yep. <laughs> see what happens. I like it. He just runs away, casts a fly spell. He's like, see you later, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that might not work out. No. Uh, so 
Uh, should I jump into the fiendish flesh? Yeah, golem? I'm. I have not looked at this uh, stat block, so I'm very curious about it. Uh, fiendish flesh golem is large construct unaligned. I'm gonna blow through this one. Yeah. AC is twelve. HP two ten. Yeah. Jesus, that's like double. Very okay. Strong. Twelve is much better than nine. Also, <laughs> uh, speed. It's got thirty feet of movement speed and thirty feet of hovering fly speed. It can fly. Scowy. Uh, strength twenty. Wow. Uh, Dex nine. Con twenty. Wow. Uh, intelligence seven. Wisdom ten. Charisma five again. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. Weak will. Well, they're, yeah, they're controlled. Yeah. So damage resistance, cold and fire, mm -hmm. damage immunities, lightning, poison, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non magical attacks that aren't antimantine or silvered or silvered. Hmm. Conditions immunity, condition immunities are charmed, exhaustion, frightened, paralyzed, petrified, poisoned. Uh, the 60 feet of dark vision and 10 passive perceptions still apply. Understands the language of its creator, but can't speak. And is a challenge rating eight as opposed to the challenge rating five. So mm -hmm. much, much stronger. This has the Berserk feature, so same thing, except I think, yeah, still the 15 Charisma DC Persuasion check. Um, but this one, the threshold is 100 hit points instead of 40. So we're right out of the halfway marker. Half, yeah. Yeah. When you bloody this creature, it go, it go, ba it go bape shit. Mm -hmm. uh, immutable form, uh, you know, same thing. Lightning uh, absorption, magic resistance, magic weapons. So all the same um, features here. Just bigger and, and badder. Yeah, just bigger batter. The golem makes two slam attacks with the multi attack still, and those are plus eight to hit instead of a plus seven. Mm. Um, this feels like a giant, you know, like yeah. how the giants have the buff. Yeah, the hill giant specifically, mm -hmm. uh, or I guess the frost and fire. They all all have, the giants yeah. had a, like a bigger batter version. Storm. Yeah, they all did. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, this is going to do uh, sixteen instead of the thirteen damage with two d ten plus five on the bludge. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there you have it. Um, this one, instead of looking like a big fleshy green man, probably looks like you know the parts of these fiends that were. Yeah, I imagine it, we could look absolutely horrifying. Yeah, yeah, I feel like you could do more with like maybe if you know what types of fiends you're yeah, splicing exactly. on. Well, like the Glaber Zoo have like lobster claws for arms. Right, so you can grab so, those. So you those could still do slams, but like yeah. you could do different kinds of attacks yeah. again as well. But you get like the the body and chest of a, a Belgura, which is the big red eight yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, but then like the lower body like insectile of the chasme Ooh, that's cool you know, and yeah. just keep going from there yeah piece yeah. it all together yeah. um so you can reflavor based off of that what mm -hmm. what pieces you used that's kind of cool for a spellcaster to you know pretty e relatively easy when you're comparing these two monsters to get fleshy stuff mm -hmm. rather than fiendy stuff because mm -hmm. this implies that you found the dead bodies of fiends which means that somebody killed them was right. it you could have been could have been uh abyssal incursion gone wrong Maybe. Uh, they can't breathe. They, they, they can't breathe air, it turns out. <laughs> like, War of the Worlds. <laughs> you just go get the bodies. No, just, War of the Worlds is not they can't breathe air. War of the Worlds is a... Uh, I know. Okay. Go listen to the War of the Worlds radio broadcast. It's yeah. Halloween. Yeah. It's so fucking cool. It is they get They get a, they get they get germed up, okay? Yeah, they get germed up. They get germed up yeah. real bad. Indeed. It's, the air doesn't burn <laughs> their flesh or whatever. <laughs> they never show it. Well, I didn't watch all of the Tom Cruise one. So. Oh, you didn't? It's it's good. I like that one. They show the alien in that one? Um, do they show the alien? Spoilers for War, Tom Cruise's War of the Worlds. But I don't think they actually do. Because the OG War of the Worlds is like, well, there's a radio broadcast, right? Yeah. But then there's the movie yeah. and the book. Yeah. They don't like detail, I don't think, the alien exactly... You're not like, it looks yeah. like this. There's no, no, there's not that. And they don't do that in the other one. Either. And then it got out of the ship and he saw. No, they don't do that. No, they don't do that. Um, like, the ship is. What I like about the new, the more modern War of the Worlds is they took the same like premise. Well, it's the same story, basically, but 
they changed it from less of a worldview, more of a like, no, this is from a guy. one guy's experience. Yeah, and I really like that. Dad. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. Tom he was Cruise a is dad. a shitty dad yeah. in this alien invasion yeah. takeover, exactly. where they were actually here the whole time. Right, right. Which is weird. <laughs> That's weird. But that was yeah. the weirdest part. Yeah, that was the weirdest part. There's an EMP. Yeah, and uh, yeah. cell phones are a thing in this one, so that sucks. <laughs> okay, we're talking about War of the Worlds now, so I think it's time to take a long rest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Looking for something scary to do this Halloween? Check out my fucking slippers. Because <laughs> my God, this week is uh, just yeah. a fleshy stitch together. Uh, you know, you get it. You get it. <laughs> this one's green. This one's like red and blue and all uh -huh. kind of pasty yeah. colors. Well, one's metal and the other's flesh, right? This one's got the little quasit wings on it. Oh, okay. I see, yeah. I see, I see. Um, I guess an up, speaking of quasits, a little, little update on... Mm -hmm. uh, that thing did tear up my house. Oh, did it? My yeah. little familiar guy. Oh, uh, he did man. fuck up my shit. I'm but, so sorry to hear it. Uh, I, you know, I haven't taken the hour to ritual him back in <laughs> since I had to, I had to squish him. Mm, gotcha. I had to squish him. Um, everybody's okay, though. That's good. I'm glad. Yeah. Anyway, these slippies feel really gross inside. Yeah. No, thank you. These are not LLB. I'll have no part of that. Um, I did my best in a pinch to stitch these up. <laughs> right. Well, you're not a surgeon, so. No. Um, it's weird. They only do slam attacks. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> but it's magical? Yeah. I I, um, I plug in a 9-volt. Like, I, I basically, like, spit on my foot and then shove the 9-volt on there. That's and it, disgusting. All of a sudden, I can run really fast. Oh, well, so that's, that's cool. cool. That's yeah. some utility. Yeah. Uh, if you stub your toe and they drop below half damage, you're going to start, oh, kick, you're start oh, kicking no. fools. Oh, no. <laughs> We'll talk about something else, please. All right. Well, we I think we got a week left on this contest, so if you guys want to enter to win uh, Curse of Stroud revamped, yeah. All you got to do, well, there's two ways, two things you can do. Yeah, two we're giving, we're giving away enter. two copies yeah. of this product. We got an Instagram giveaway, we got a Twitter giveaway, and if you want to do the Twitter one, all you got to do is share a link on Twitter to an episode of one of our shows with the hashtag DungeonCast. Do that before Halloween, and you'll be entered to win. I'll be drawing out a name on Halloween night. And uh, yeah, win uh, this really dope adventure module uh, that's been revamped. It's been revamped. Yeah, and there's a way to enter on Instagram. Brian will tell you about that. Catch me on the gram, big dog. Don't be a coward. Tag your friends. One tag per comment gets you an entry. So you can enter a bunch of times. And it's all about spreading the word, spread the love, the dungeon cast. We're all about love on the show. I haven't Indeed. really talked about that in yeah. too long, in a long, in a long time. time. We Talk went from dungeon slippies. love to slippies. It, you know... Ebbs and flows, baby. Ebbs and flows. Ebbs yeah. and flows. We're back. We're back to the love. Uh, we love you. So if you love us, uh, you're probably hearing this. So yeah, thanks. This is true. We really appreciate it. Um, but if you could tell people about the show, that's super cool. Uh, tell the people you tell to tell people about the show, too. Because fuck yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, you got to spread it like shadows. Spread it like shadows. Um, bend it like Beckham. Helmet like a whore. And uh, a horror. There we go. Uh Fucking berserk it like a golem? I don't know, dog. Um, gore it like a golem. Chase it like a mob would chase a Frankenstein. Okay, sure that. Pitchforks and torches are in every iteration of this man's uh, lore career. It's true. Yeah, if you have a Frankenstein, you have pitchforks and torches and mm -hmm. angry mm -hmm. dudes that mm -hmm. are angry for no reason. Indeed. Isn't it weird how Gaston is a beast on the inside? Mm -hmm. And Beast yep. is a beast on the outside. Yep, yep, Although yep. when she meets that's the Beast, point of it, he's yeah. a beast on the inside, too, for a little while. Uh, he's just angry, but yeah. And when you're a beast on the outside, you know, 
sometimes you become a beast on the inside too. It's true, it's true. That reminds me of that Kobe Bryant, yeah. uh, the Kobe uh, R.I.P. Kobe Bryant. But it reminds me of that Kobe commercial with Kanye West and the Nikes. And he's like, "Are you a different animal, but the same beast?" He's like giving a seminar, uh-huh, like sure. a like a talk. Yeah, you know how to be like Kobe. Okay, That'd be great. He's like, "Are you a different animal, but the same beast?" Okay, I think I get it. Um, do we have anything else we want to talk about? No, I think that's it. Teespring, um, Patreon. Oh, oh yeah. dude, what? we almost forgot our shoutouts. Oh, oh god. Oh, dude, that would have been bad because we're saving them for the third, and me yeah. and Will can get forgetful for sure. It's true. It's true. We're both about we're both about that lose your key life. <laughs> so I got them right here though. Cool. Um, so hey, listen up. If you can <laughs> listen up, Patreon people, <laughs> find us on patreoncom cast where you get a ton of extra Dungeon Cast bonus stuff and SuperQuest Saga stuff, like all of the OST from SuperQuest Saga. If you want to find it, it's in there, baby. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's thank some people that came in. Well, with some shout-outs, energize our minds and spirits mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. name of our true patron. Oh yes, yes. Uh, Shane Calder. Thank you, Shane. Teddy Tiggles. Thank you, Teddy. Uh, a big one here for Anthony Cardinale. Thank you, Anthony. Gato de agua, which is cat of water. Water cat. Thank you, water cat. <laughs> Gato de agua. Uh, the underscore MXR. Thank you, MXR. I'll let you get away with that one. <laughs> Edgar Fizzleroy Third. Thank you, Edgar. Virgil Vengeance. Thank you, Virgil. Thank you guys so much for coming in on the Patreon. You made it. I hope you're checking out your bonus content because I know a few of you uh, jumped in at a really cool tier. So check out FBATS because that shit is in there. Um, and all of our other actual play stuff, we are uh, we are coming out with the new Vault Raiders. Um, we got to record the second one, so let's yeah, not forget to talk about that. Half, yeah. Reschedules are a big old nasty thing. Yeah, it's going to be a mess this month. I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to figure it out, though. Yeah. Um, it's looking November, though. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm thinking. And... Ranger Danger. We got we got to close up Ranger Danger. Oh yeah, we never we never closed it out. I forgot. <laughs> it left off with a cliffhanger. Yeah, we got we, we got to schedule that. We too. still got to get Ranger Danger in. I'm yeah. thinking if we can squeeze this stuff in before the end of the year, that's yeah, fine with me. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. we'll figure it out. There's no rush on any of this stuff. Um, and there's plenty of old vault. There's three fucking vault raiders in there already. Yeah. Uh, there is another Ranger Ranger Danger one, and then the. Ranger Danger Volume 2, Parts 1 and 2. Are, still yeah, waiting for the finale. Yeah. Um, which is evident what is going to happen, probably, yes, if you listen to it. But obvious. go check out Ranger Danger, a campaign where um, everybody is a ranger mm-hmm. and um, they fight that is all such the stranger a, kinds of danger. That's such a bad way to describe that show, too. <laughs> that's such terrible. Like it's, it is it comedy is, improv in, in yeah. the Dungeons and Dragons setting. It is. We are f- we are all rangers. This is true. You have no idea what the show is about, and it's impossible to explain to you unless you just watch it. Just go watch it. Ranger yeah. Danger, because most people that do think it's the fucking bee's knees, and it, it's because it is. It's it's some of the craziest shit we do. So It is. It is the craziest thing we do. <laughs> the, I don't think there's anything that comes close. There's one episode of F-Bats that is comparable oh, okay, to the craziness okay. of this one, and it, For sure. it's because you go into the fucking mindscape and like do gotcha. whatever you want. Oh, so it's, it's, it's Ranger, Ranger Danger. Danger. <laughs> it's Ranger Danger. Gotcha. When people watch that F-Bats episode, they lose their fucking minds like well, from what i remember they're like i wasn't expecting it to get this crazy yeah uh yeah. but that's how ranger danger is at all the time 100 percent. Yeah. and then you wonder why all three characters like never want to do their jobs i mean <laughs> <laughs> it's the opposite it's like bad vault raiders <laughs> it is we're vault raiders, vault raiders everybody's everyone's down. pumped to do it yeah we're like let's get this ranger fucking cash like, why the fuck are we here again let's get that fucking shmoney and funny. yeah ranger danger is like what the fuck are we doing <laughs> it's very good it is it's, it's very, very good. fun um despite its uh, nonsensical nature 
I do script reads for movies. Uh, anyway, uh, you can check out also other stuff we do. The dungeoncast at gmail.com. Looking for ads? Come find us. Yeah. There? Yeah. I don't know, Doug. Absolutely. Basically, go look in the episode notes below. There's a ton of links in there with a ton of cool stuff. Check out our Discord where there's a great D&D community uh, just ripe for the, like, showing your 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 fantasy stuff to. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. They'll look at it and tell you about it. All right. I think it's time <laughs> we call it a game. Oh, man. We'll be back next week with the final episode of our uh, Spooktober Spooktacular. That spook-ass episode. It's going to be the spookiest shit we've ever done, it, maybe. Mm, I don't know. It's up there. I don't want to. <laughs> It'll be good. Anyway, let's call the game. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.